Hi, everybody. This is Jeannie Faulkner, and you are listening to Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting, the podcast. I am the author of Common Sense Pregnancy, the book, which is a Penguin Random House publication that came out in 2015. And I started this podcast because after I wrote that book, which focuses on pregnancy and prenatal care and labor and delivery, I still had a lot to say, and podcasting became a way for me to get the word out about the book, um, while also talking about all the issues that come together to make or break the pregnancy and parenting experience. I love having conversations about this big topic of ours with people who have really different perspectives, different ways of thinking, different stages of the parenting arc, all kinds of people. And as you know, I love talking about current events and, you know, work and career issues and politics, you know, all the bits and pieces that go into our lives. This week, I'm going to interview a woman who is in the podcasting business as a host, producer, and curator of Parenting Pods. Sunny Galt is founder and network director of the Pod Network. That's P-O-D for Parents on Demand. And it's a collection of podcasts with content specifically created and curated for parents. And Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting is really happy to be part of their collection. Sunny Galt is also, she is the creator behind New Mommy Media, a San Diego-based company dedicated to producing podcasts for new and expecting parents. And since she launched that in 2012, New New Mommy Media has released more than 700 episodes focusing on all kinds of pregnancy and parenting topics. Prior to podcasting, Sunny was an award-winning broadcast journalist. And she's worked at television and radio stations all over the country. In 2005, she started her first podcast, which is called Anchor in PJs. And she did that from her backyard as a way to learn more about this emerging medium. Sunny's daily show was discovered by a video sharing site, which earned her a job and launched her podcasting career. Today, Sunny still records many episodes in her PJs, but now you can hear her four little kids playing in the background. So let's get Sunny on the line. Hello. Hi, Sunny. (laughs) How are you? Hi. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, where am I finding you? Are you in San Diego? I am in San Diego, California. Yeah, it's cold here right now, though. I know everyone thinks San Diego is like this like magical place where the sun is shining 24-7. And for the most part, that's kind of true. But I- I'm liking this weather. You know, it's uh, I love fall. Fall is my favorite season. So yeah. it's a little chilly and I like it. So what do you think is cool? What's cool weather for you in San What's Diego? What's cool? I-, I think it's lower 60s. I think it's lower 60s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So I know people may be listening to this going, that's nothing. But here, okay, let me tell you a quick story. I grew up in Ohio. Yeah. Okay, so I know cold weather. And then my first job was in television. And I had to move all the way up to the upper peninsula of Michigan. And so like, like that's practically in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so <laughs> I was there for two years. And my last year that I was there, it I think we had over 300 inches of snow. So when I say I'm like in San Diego, don't hate me because trust me, like I get it. <laughs> but that's why I live in San Diego now. So there, there is some rhyme and reason yeah. to my life. Really smart. <laughs> I'm in Portland, right. Oregon, and fall is spectacularly beautiful yes. here. Really, you yes. couldn't find a more beautiful spot. But yeah. those of us who've lived here a long time know that it's November. It's starting to get real dark. We get real pouty and whiny yeah. about our weather. Um, But you know what? We should just knock it off because it's gorgeous here and we're doing great. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so green. That's what I love. Portland and Seattle. I I also lived, I've I've kind of been like a, you know, a little gypsy, you know, moving around like state to state for a while before I got married. And I also lived in Washington state. Uh So uh, the Seattle, Portland kind of track, I've done that. And oh my gosh, so green and beautiful. We don't have that in San Diego. Everything's like dead yeah i know <laughs> or fake grass yeah. I, my backyard's completely fake grass <laughs> yeah yeah i know yeah well you know my first question is always the hard one because i've already read your bio okay. so the first right. question i have to ask you is this who are you and what do you do? oh my goodness 
I, you know, I feel like I'm in transition with that statement. I, I'm trying to, uh, you, normally when you ask me that, my, my mind goes to what do I do the most? And I say, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm trying to do more of an like introspective focus a little bit more on me. My, my kids are a little older now. My oldest is seven um, and I'm trying to focus a little bit on me. So who am I? Um, I'm a very passionate person. I do things um, because I get I, I get excited about stuff really easily. It's very common for me to have like a million different projects on my plate. Um, but that's I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of like the the thrill of balancing it all. Mm-hmm. So whether that's personal stuff and, and stuff that I do with my kids, uh, business related stuff, or you know stuff that my husband and I are doing. Um, I love life. I. Uh, I, I don't get outdoors as much as I would like. Uh, you would think that, you know, living in San Diego, I would be at the beach every day. Um, but I'm not. Um, I am in front of a computer most days, but I find that thrilling and exciting um, just because of all the people I'm able to connect with. I'm, I'm very passionate about communicating with people online. I love that. Um yeah, my background is in communication. And so the internet just opened up this opportunity to reach out to so many different people and connect on a very personal level, like with podcasting. And I just love it. So uh, yeah, that's me. I'm a happy person. My, I totally live up to my name. And that's that's just my personality. My my parents named me very, very well. <laughs> and it's not fake. sunshine? No, it's sunny. But you know, a funny story when I was little, you know, no kid likes their name, right? right. Growing up. Right. So I would tell people my name was Sunshine. Um, and sometimes they believe me, sometimes they didn't. <laughs> but I would say my nickname is Sunny. Um, but now as an adult, I, I really do like the name. And it's real easy for people to remember my name. I have come across several Sunnies in my life. Um, and there's always that very cool bonding experience that happens since it's a pretty rare name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how old are your kids? And you have, my you have kids. four, don't you? I have four kids. Yeah, I mentioned my oldest is uh, seven. Mm-hmm. He's a boy. Mm-hmm. I have a five-year-old boy, and then I have twins that are turning four in just a few days. So, And those are girls. My twins are girls. So you've got four, five, and seven. Yes. Yeah, you are in the early school years. I am. Yeah. It, but that's kind of exciting, honestly, because uh, just being in the toddler years was insane. When my twins were first born, I had four kids ages three and under. <laughs> and that is the very definition of insanity, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I have a friend that had five kids. <laughs> that were you know four and under five kids and I was like okay maybe maybe that's worse (laughs) but outside of that um but yeah it's getting better because they're starting to go to school and we're getting involved my husband and I both are starting to get involved more and participating in their school and uh it's good and bad when they start school right because they they learn so much from their classmates a lot of that's good and bad Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. they'll come home and they'll say something and I'm like where did you learn that, you know? Um, but it's fun. They're starting to get their own friends and and go to parties, like not parties, parties, but like birthday <laughs> parties. We just took my son to, you know, a Halloween party the other day. And it was just cool. Like their their little personalities are really coming out. It's kind of fun. It is fun, isn't it? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 And I know, you know, it's they, they get into school and it's like you're introducing them to the world and the world comes into yeah. their lives. And, you know, <laughs> I always say that the first 10 years of raising a kid is you're protecting them from the world. The second 10 years, yeah. you're sending them out in the world. And okay. yeah, you're right in the right in the middle of that, that time period where the world's coming yeah. to your door every day. It's interesting. It is. It is. And I, you know, I try to kind of take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I am protective, but I've always been a more relaxed parent when it came to my kids. Mm-hmm. So much to the point where I look at some of my friends and I'm like, wow, they're really concerned about their kids. Should I be more concerned about my kid? Why am I not so concerned? Um, and I don't know if it's because I've got four of them and I kind of have to pace myself. Like yeah. if I totally <laughs> freak out about each kid, you know, yeah. but I was like this way with my first. It wasn't like, oh, I got to, to you know, to the twins, three and four and was like, oh, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Like I was, I was this way when baby one came. 
came mm-hmm. out. You know, um, I just think I have a little bit more relaxed approach. Uh, but like I said, I'm still trying to figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's neither one. <laughs> I don't know it is. <laughs> it's what you have. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I know that I was definitely a more cons- a more anxious parent. Um, you know, with my older kids than I am with my yeah. youngest. And my youngest is, I'm, I'm, I'm about done here. She's 17. She'll be 18 in a few months, Aww. senior in high school. Oh my goodness. And um, it's so much easier raising the youngest kid than the first one because it's not all brand new, you know? Yeah. And by the time yeah. you've got this many kids, you know that the biggest part of that child is just who they were born to be there that's yeah. just them it's not me it's not my husband it's not anything it's just this is who they are you know yeah whereas I think yeah. for, a, I for think... a lot of parents with that first one they think that they are the one who is creating this child nah nah <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it's funny about that I you know as you were talking I, I'm reminded of my twins because they're identical and so they're what supposed to be exactly alike mm-hmm. right dead wrong they are night and day and these came from obviously same parents same house same everything and they could not be more different and I'm like I you know one is really prissy and has to wear literally high heels she's almost four and wears high heels constantly she's a fashionista she critiques my outfits which I really don't appreciate because I really like my black yoga pants and she doesn't you really need to add more sequins to your wardrobes (laughs) seriously she will tell me that she totally will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our sister is the exact opposite. You know, she is like flip-flops, T-shirt, and shorts. And that is it. And don't brush my hair until I really have to brush my right. teeth. You know? <laughs> so that sounds like four. Kids are what they are. Yep, they sure are. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about podcasting since we're yeah. both in this business. Yeah. Tell me how you got into it. I got into it because my background is, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but my background's in communication. Mm -hmm. So I went to school for journalism. Uh, I was going to be a big time news anchor and conquer the world Mm -hmm. in New York City or name, you know, insert big name city here. Um, And that kind of was what I did in the beginning. So I got my degree and that's kind of what led me to, to do some traveling and to go to different cities. It was like, you know, every couple years, my contracts were only, you know, about two years, some were three years or whatever, but you're constantly trying to climb that proverbial ladder, right, to get to the big cities, because that's where you actually get paid decent money. And you don't have to, you know, work so hard and do every single job that's required to get a story from conception onto the air. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I did I did that for a handful of years. And uh, I, I really did enjoy it, although I would never classify myself as being like a news hound or a scanner person. I, I didn't thrive on news. I really liked more of the human interest story. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I like people. I like to get to know people. Um, but I, you know, didn't care so much for the, you know, if it bleeds, it leads kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, my husband and I started dating. Uh, that's a whole story in itself. But uh, suffice to say, we actually grew up in the same hometown, went our separate ways, and then started dating long distance and, and got married after a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started dating my husband, and he was down here in San Diego. And I was up uh, in Washington State working at a TV station there. And uh, once I came down to San Diego, um, I did do some freelance work here and there at TV stations. But I think uh, because my my husband's in law enforcement and he was kind of going out and doing stuff and some of the stuff was good. But he worked with a lot of, you know, kind of, you know, he works with, you know, the bad guys as far as, you know, he's arresting criminals and, you know, stuff like that. And so he would kind of have, you know, a day where, you know, I don't know, the stuff that he doesn't was doing wasn't so positive. And then I would come back and be like, oh, yeah, we covered this report. And it just it just wasn't uplifting enough for me. I Our house was kind of like kind of drab because of what we were doing. And nothing was like really exciting as far as um, just motivating and uplifting. And, and and I thrive on that kind of stuff. You so were both, you were I, both focusing on the dark side of life. We kind of were, and and I didn't, I, and that's a side of news I don't like. Like I said before, I don't like the scanner stuff. I don't, you know, oh, there's an accident, go out there. No, that's just, that's the side of life that I, I know is there, but I just don't like to dwell on. And so for me, I thought, well, why don't I start to do 
uh, more entertainment type programming. And that led me to, you know, since I had some connections here at the San Diego TV stations, because I was freelancing as a reporter, um, it led me to creating a, a pilot for an entertainment style television show here in San Diego and my hope was that I was going to put out this show and it was going to be a weekly television show you know hour-long show and the deeper I got into it finding the content was never an issue you know finding good stories to talk about that was never an issue but the financing behind it (laughs) uh, it was in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to you know produce you know an episode and I'm like this is just crazy so that you know we produced one show kind of like a pilot and we put it out there um, and it aired and I felt really good about that but you know long term I'm like I just don't think this is a revenue model that that I can do on my own Um, you know I'm just you know one person and I had other people helping me with it but it was just too big of a project like you really need like a really big backing for something like that did you have kids so I kind of went no, yeah, no kids. kids. No kids. Yeah. yeah, there was no time free, for kids. Free, <laughs> That's when I had I had plenty of time. You know, when you look back, you after you have kids, you're like, what did I do with yeah, all my time? Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that term, that time in my life. Um, and so, yeah, so that didn't, you know, pan out as far as being a, a weekly thing that I could do. And I'm like, well, what's something more manageable? And I had heard about people doing podcasts and I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that, you know, again, I loved producing content. And this, this is when podcasting was really, really new. I'm talking like 11, 12 years ago. And so I was like, well, what is this? And, and, and growing up, my dad always had like the latest technology as far as like video and audio equipment. He's, he was always really into that. My whole life, I, I joke that my whole life is pretty much captured on video. Um, he even had like when I was born, he had like um, the cameras that didn't even have audio with them. You know, it was just like, kind of like moving pictures, which makes me sound really, really old right now. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like one of the, still the young. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I've always had an interest in video and audio. I think that's why I kind of went into TV because I like to tell stories. And then my dad, you know, had all this background. And so, um, yeah, so I, I had this video camera laying around. It wasn't digital. We didn't have a lot of stuff like that back then. It, you know, you recorded to a tape and whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it sat on a shelf and got dusty for a few years until you decided to take it out and look at it. Um, and so I hooked it up to my computer. I had this old laptop. I'm trying to figure this stuff out. I bought a book about podcasting. It's probably one of the very first books out there. Like podcasting uh, for dummies? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much something like that. And so I bought a book, which now just seems crazy. Like, why wouldn't you just Google something? I don't. It, I wasn't even in that mind frame. Well, in 2005, and it still wasn't what you did. It w- yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Now it seems crazy. But you're right. You would go get a book or whatever. So I'm I'm coming through this book. I'm trying to figure I'm like, what's a digital signal? And how do I? OK, it's on my camera. How do I get this online? And, you know, went through this whole process. So uh, long story short, I, I created a podcast um, and they always tell you to. Uh, do something, you know, that I don't want to say that you're an expert in, but something you 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 love to do or something, you know, that you know a lot about. And so I'm like, well, well I sp- I've spent, you know, the last handful of years as a news anchor and reporter. I don't really feel like I'm an expert in anything. I, you know, interview experts. I talk to people about stuff and I share news. So I ended up doing this silly little podcast and it was just supposed to be something uh, that got me used to the medium so I could try out things like YouTube and, you know, put it up in different places. But it was video. It was a like a kind of like a video blog show. Mm-hmm. It, I called it Anchor and PJs because I literally am like, what's the most ridiculous thing I could do? Like no anchors would be caught in their pajamas. So I'm like, let's do a funny show about an anchor in her pajamas doing the news. And the news is going to be pretty silly. We're not going to do regular news. It's going to be internet-based news. And it's just going to be silly. And let's just see what happens with it. (laughs) So that's what I did. And I was putting it up in various places online. YouTube was one of them, but a couple other video sharing sites. It was available as a podcast. 
that was back in the days where RSS feeds were pretty hard to come by. Like you, you had to manually update your RSS feeds. No automatic stuff like it like it is now. Um, and so, yeah, I started this show, and then uh, a local company, actually one of the video sharing sites that I was uploading it to, is based here in San Diego. And so they, their customer, not customer support, but like their community, mm-hmm. whoever's in charge of their, you know, community. I don't know what they call community it, but they reached person. out to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that's, you know, trying to get people to talk about their stuff online. Uh, she reached out to me and she's like, hey, we'd really like to feature your show on like our, our homepage. Are you OK with that? And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, wait, are you based in San Diego? So it ended up uh, they were based in San Diego. I went down to their their office, uh, learned a little bit more about them. They asked me a bunch of questions because they were still building out their platform. And again, this was something that was very similar to like a Vimeo or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, a, like an early competitor of, of those uh, of those platforms. And so I talked to their engineers and I was giving them my perspective as a publisher, like what features I would like. And as I was leaving, I was talking to their head of marketing and and at the time, I was kind of looking for a job. Like, I didn't really want to keep doing the freelance news thing. I really wanted something more consistent. Mm-hmm. And I loved publishing this stuff online. And so I said, uh, hey, are you hiring? <laughs> and he said, well, maybe. What can you do? And I said, well, let me think about that, you know, from a marketing you know, perspective. And let me get back with you. So it took a couple days. I pitched him an idea. And the idea was to create a show that featured uh, other people and how they produce their shows. So it was kind of like a it, it did fall under the marketing department, um, but it would encourage people to create their own shows and put it on this platform and basically show people how to do it and provide tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. And and they bought into it. And it actually was a very successful show for a couple of years um, as a, a video podcast and on YouTube and um, on their platform specifically. And it was great because, you know, we went around and I did a little bit of travel and I met creators um, that were doing this. And, and in the beginning, it was people that were so passionate, you know, um, a lot of times they were involved somehow in the video industry, maybe because, you know, in San Diego, I'm close to L.A. So I did a lot of traveling back and forth to L.A. And a lot of those a lot of those people, you know, were just kind of right on the cusp of, you know, trying to get into a TV show, you know, in, in, on the production crew or something like that, um, but really hadn't made it yet. Maybe they're fresh out of college. And this was this whole new you know, place that they could create content and put it out there. And they were just so excited about it. And it was great because I got to tell their story. And so I did that for a couple of years. And really, that just ignited my, my passion for podcasting. And then from there, I, I created other shows. Uh, you know, people would hire me to produce their shows. Um, and then when it was time for my husband and I to start our family, I went, oh, my gosh, I've been so focused on my career for so many years. I don't really know. I don't know anything about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know anything about having a baby. I don't know anything about labor and delivery, raising a kid. I never babysat. I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't have any siblings. So I just kind of went, oh, my goodness, maybe there's other people out there like me, you know, that either don't have a lot of this experience but want to have a family or they're just looking for a different way, um, you know, to to go about pregnancy and parenting. Maybe they've already done it once or twice, but they didn't like how it turned out. So maybe they want to go back to the drawing board and, and try something different. And that led to me creating New Mommy Media. And... Uh, this is turning out to be a really long story. I'm real like talking and talking. It's cool. It's good. It's good. You're, you're, okay. Yeah, I'm not having to ask you the questions because you're telling me. So go for it, <laughs> So, so yeah. So when was that? That was about almost six years ago. Is when I started my own business again called New Mommy Media, and I knew I wanted to. I I knew I wanted the business to be based on podcasting, and I didn't think I could just launch one show and make that happen. If I was going to do that, I really needed to kind of go all out. And so I launched with three shows, and I didn't I didn't host all of the shows at the time. Um, I had I had had my first son, 
And I knew my husband and I had talked about this and we're like, you know, however many kids we end up having, we're going to have them, you know, very quickly. You know, if, you know, if we're in the circus, if we're in crazy town, let's just stay <laughs> in crazy town until all of our kids are, you know, out of diapers or whatever. Let's just stay where we're at. And so I'm like, well, it makes sense for me to host the pregnancy show because I'm going to be pregnant for a while <laughs> or in between pregnancies. And so I hosted a, a show um, still out there. It's called Preggy Pals. Started with that. Um, the other podcast we did is called Parent Savers, and my idea was that that was focused more on parents with toddlers because, you know, after you have your baby and your baby starts to grow up, then you enter this whole other phase of how do I deal with this child because they're driving me crazy. So the idea was, you know, how do we save your sanity, which is how we came up with the title for Parent Savers, Saving Sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, I was really passionate about breastfeeding and I didn't see a lot of content out there for breastfeeding moms. And so I created a podcast about breastfeeding and pumping. And those were the th- three shows that I launched with. And, uh, you know, and we're still producing content to this day. And we've added a couple other shows. Um, I realized, you know, between the pregnancy show and the parent saver show, I'm like, what about right after you have your baby? Like, I don't have tons of content that's, oh, my gosh, this thing came out and I just don't know what to do with it. You know, what about moms struggling with postpartum depression and other other even physical ailments and things that happen after having a baby. So we created newbies. So that was a, a, a podcast we created after we launched. And and then when I found out I was having twins, I launched Twin Talks because I'm like, oh, this is this is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. You know, I had already had two pregnancies, two babies. And then I was going to have two more. I was basically doubling, you know, my kids. And, and I'm like, OK, a twin pregnancy is totally different. Raising twins is totally different. And again, you know, I didn't see a lot of content out there for it. And, you know, if, if there was already tons of other stuff, I'd been like, oh, I'll just listen to this podcast. Problem solved. You know, I'm not about reinventing the wheel. Um, but that's kind of how it grew. And then with that, we got more and more viewers or viewers. I say viewers just kind of yeah. unintentionally. The listeners now, it's because all those are audio, audio podcasts. And uh, yeah, it kind of grew that way. I was able to cross promote on each show. So when I launched a new show, you know, let's say it was the newbie show, I'd be like, I, I'd reach out to my Preggy Pals audience and I'd be like, hey, once you have your baby, come on over to this show. So I, I built this little community, basically. Um, How often do you from- put out episodes? Oh, man, it got crazy there for a while. For a while, I was doing weekly for all of them. So five days a week, there was fresh content coming out. That's um, That was insane. Yeah. That was insane because I was, I was doing everything except hosting. But I was even helping the hosts with their hosting responsibilities. So I was like helping them write the scripts. I was helping finding guests for all the shows. You know, I was setting up all the recording and everything that goes, you know, along with that. And um, at the time we were recording in more of a studio type environment. So, you know, a couple times a month, you know, I basically spent all day in a studio doing that kind of stuff. Um, I was editing everything. I was posting everything. I was promoting everything. And I was like driving myself crazy. I mean, looking looking back it was insane but it probably helped me from a mom's perspective you know it helped me in a couple different ways first of all I was creating content that I needed quite frankly you know Mm -hmm. I mean it was like oh man my kid's going through this let's talk to an expert so I can figure out why my kid's acting this way um so I think it was very therapeutic that way I also think that it probably it, it became my community like people ask me well you didn't join any mommy groups or whatever no I didn't because I had this built-in podcast community that really helped me and we had I met tons of parents because the format of the show was to you know have an expert on the show if, if, if it was needed because some some episodes you really don't need you know if it's if it's more parent-based or you know what would you do in this situation whatever you don't need an expert to tell you that um, but a lot of the topics did require some sort of expert and then we would invite parents to come on the show and it would it would create this kind of round table you know like a round table discussion about something because I thought it was important for listeners to not only hear what an expert has to say it's like when you go to a pediatrician or your OBGYN or whatever and they're talking to you and they're telling you what you need to do and you're thinking yeah you know what that's great but the moment I get home 
all of that's going to just, you know, that's not even going to be helpful. You know, my kid's going to do something and there's no way that I can do what you're asking me to do. So for the episodes, I thought it would be helpful that if an expert said something like that, that our guests, you know, the parents could be like, okay, that's great, but 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 what do I do when this happens? And so, um, yeah, it created some really great conversation. But all of that was very difficult to schedule. I mean, you're talking about four or five guests, really, per episode, and you're doing that, you know, five episodes a week. Now, we would bulk record our episodes, and that was really helpful. So even though we released them on a weekly basis, uh, I would record at least four episodes at a time for each show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely helped, yeah. but uh, you're, that's you're yeah, that's kind you're of how really it got organized. That's you. you I think you to have be. to be. Yeah. I, yeah. So like for me, and as as a mom, like I I don't know how you parent four kids without being somewhat organized, <laughs> or you'll just go crazy. You just surrender to the chaos. Um, <laughs> you would. Yeah. You would. Now I'm not as organized as I would like to be, but I am one of those. I think I, I'm borderline anal retentive on the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my husband would classify me as that. <laughs> um, but in this case, it it definitely helped. So. Yeah, that's the really long explanation of how you got into it. But but so now the way that you and I have connected is through the pod network, Parents on Demand. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So really for me, it's based on what I learned in creating new mommy media and having those five podcasts. So there there were some really important things that it it taught me. Um, It taught me the power of being able to cross promote between my shows, right? Like when I launched one show, I'd promote it on my other shows. And I was able to instantly build in an audience. I don't know what I would have done if I would have started from scratch. Like if I had, I had a tech show and then I had a comedy show and whatever, like those things don't necessarily, you know, cross over audiences, you know? And so that really helped me. And I thought, well, you know, how people kept asking me, how far are you going to take this? You keep adding shows. And it was so much work. I was like, you know, there are people out there creating great content. And I don't, you know, I don't feel like I got to create all of it. Even as a producer, like set aside the hosting stuff. This isn't an egotistical thing. This is just me like really enjoying creating new content. But it gets to a point where, you know, there's only so much time in a day. And if someone else, you know, has a good idea or a good format for a show, I mean, that's one thing that I did do between all of my shows is the format was very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And that can get, I mean, that's good, you know, for, for, you know, churning out a bunch of episodes. But as a listener, you may want some variety, right? And and, and I, I just knew that there were other people creating great content. So I thought, well, you know, I think the principles that I learned in creating multiple shows, um, you know, I think that can be applied to a much bigger network of people and, you know, them, you know, bringing their audience to the mix and me bringing my audience to the mix. And suddenly you get this fairly large group of people doing that. You know, you're all going to benefit. So that that was one side of it is that I, I saw so many other podcasts, what we call pod fading, right? So they start something, they're all excited about it. And then, you know, either they can't build their audience fast enough or something happens, you know, it's not making money, what, whatever their goals were, it's just not happening mm-hmm. for them. And so they, they quit producing. And so I thought, well, maybe I can, you know, kind of bring my knowledge and what I've learned and, and create this, this community, if you will, this network of shows um, where we can help each other out. And I will say, too, the way we approach, you know, from a marketing perspective and growing a business, you know, how, how we try to attract parents is totally different than how someone else may try to attract their audience. Like I said, if, if it's a tech audience or a fashion type, you know, audience, um, you know, you, you would do certain things. Some things work with parents and, and some things wouldn't work with parents. And so I also thought that there was a lot of um, opportunity there uh, to basically reach out to other people, other podcasters on the network and be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this with my show. Has anyone else tried this and has it worked? Because like I said before, if I don't have to reinvent the wheel, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And while all of our audiences, yeah, are a little bit different, there's still some really good, I think, information that we can learn from one another. And so really, I just wanted to simplify podcasting for promotional purposes. You know, the the network has a, a network app. 
So I thought, you know, one of the things that was a struggle for me, and I think a struggle for a lot of other uh, podcast listeners, is you find a show you like, and it's like, okay, I like that show. How do I find another one? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you might be able to use iTunes a little bit with that if that's how you're listening to podcasts because they do have like a recommended section. Um, you know, if you like this, you might listen to this. Mm-hmm. But you don't know the quality of the show. There, there's just a lot of variables for me. Um, you know, wanting to know that it was a family-friendly show was important because I play podcasts and my kids are running around in the background, mm-hmm. right? So th- there were some things that I couldn't quite gauge just from like recommendations from iTunes and, and it's just like a limited amount of shows that it really recommends right so I thought you know why not make this as simple as possible and parents we know how to download apps <laughs> we yep. do it all We're the time you know yeah and so I thought well let's let's create a, a network app and make this really simple um, not just for people who are already podcast listeners but for people who don't know anything about podcasts but know how to download an app so we've made it super super simple you know to be able to access this great content that's free I mean it's absolutely free so that's um that was really kind of the genus of all of that is is I I had learned some stuff with new mommy media I wanted to grow my shows I kind of felt like they hit a you know kind of their uh, what is that called like um their peak or I don't know that we uh, um plateau Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of it kind of hit a level there and it was kind of stabilizing and I'm like well we're we're not growing we're kind of just in the this lull a little bit Mm -hmm. and so um yeah I just wanted to simplify it make it easy and help other people that wanted to create shows create the shows they want to create well let's tell people where they can find it Yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, the website is parentsondemand.com. Sometimes we call it pod, parents on demand. So pod network, you've heard us kind of throw that term around. Mm So um, that's the website. And what's nice about the site is you can do a lot of filtering. So if you're looking for a specific type of show, you can get really, really specific. Um, Right now, we only have English language shows on the network, but if we had other languages, you could sort through that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sort through different ages uh, of, of kids, you know, so if you're like, oh, I want something that's focused on pregnancy, you can focus on that, or toddlers, or newborns, or high school age kids, or whatever you have. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to create this to be for for all parents. Uh, most of the podcasts out there are still geared towards younger uh, parents with younger yeah. kids, so yeah, the really vast are. majority, yeah, the vast majority of the shows on there are geared towards, uh, I, I would say, up through elementary or something like that. But I think that is going to change as podcasting grows, and so I wanted to make sure our platform was able to, you know, take on that with with you know kids with older uh, or parents with older age kids. Mm-hmm. So you can filter through a bunch of different things on the site. You just click the explore button, um, and so that was really important to me. Even if you wanted to, uh, like the length of the show. If you're like, you know what, my commute is 30 minutes to get to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I only want to listen to shows that are 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So you know you you can search through through all of that good stuff. Um, and then the app, I've already kind of mentioned that, but that's on Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, it's it's just great. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> I keep going back to free because parents love free stuff. I know. It's so it's expensive free. raising those kids. Give us the freebies. I know. It is. It is. It is. So, um, yeah, so it's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. And, uh, yeah, you it, it has a main screen. You can click on whatever podcast you want. You can... Um, you can download the episodes if you want to. So if, if you know that you're going to be in an area where you're not going to get, you know, good reception, like my husband and I sometimes go back and forth between um, San Diego and Las Vegas, like if we want to do a little getaway. It's about four hours for us. But, you know, there there's a like yeah. a, an area where you can't get any reception. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you can't. Get yeah, anything. you're in the you're in the desert. You know, there's tumbleweed. Yep. You feel like you're in a, an old Western. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I would down, you know, you could download episodes and then listen to them. That way you can start episodes if you're like, that was really, really awesome. I want to listen to that later. Um, again, you can do some some simple searching. So we do have the ability to search between the ages of the kids. Um, so there's that. Um, um, 
there's a section if you're just like, I just want to hear the most recent episodes from all the shows. There's a button you can click that has uh, the, the new releases for all of the podcasts that are on the network. And we're constantly adding new shows. Um, you know, we're still trying to get the word out there about it. So I'm always reaching out to podcasters and explaining, you know, what we're trying to do and the benefits and all that good stuff. So I'm constantly adding shows to the network. And uh, yeah, it's really it's really exciting. Um, I don't think there is an another podcast network out there that is specifically uh, we, we do two things that I think are a little bit different the first is that we really are focused on a specific genre and that is parenting you know mm-hmm. I, I see other networks out there but you know they'll have kind of a whole variety of shows that they do mm-hmm. again and I, I question it because I'm like again cross promotion you've got a comedy show you got a tech show and you know you've got all this stuff but the, the audiences don't really work with one another um, so we do that which I think is one of our strong suits um, and then what is the other thing now I'm, now I'm blanking on what the other thing is that we do really well well you know looking back on the podcasting and broadcasting career in history um, that you've had, do you think that there's any sort of overarching message that you're trying to portray? For me personally? Yeah. For you personally. Um, you know, I don't, as, as a parent, there's not like, I don't have a specific message, like any of the stuff that we put out, I wanted to be as fair and balanced as we could. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I was never trying to push parents in one direction, like, oh, you should vaccinate or, oh, you shouldn't vaccinate. Like that's, that's your own choice. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that kind of comes from mm-hmm. my news background of just trying to provide the facts. And then, you know, you figure out what you want to do after you have the information. Right. But I do have a passion in general and I think that really leads into the Parents on Demand Network of helping people who have a story, who have a voice, tell their voice and having a platform to be able to do that. So that is something that I really am passionate about. Uh, I just think it's phenomenal that we live in a day and age where, you know, you can become your own, you know, radio station kind of if you want to. You are your own publisher and you are in complete control of that, good or bad. Um, that is so liberating. That is so amazing to me coming from the TV background where you had to have millions and millions of dollars to be able to, you know, have call right. letters and a, and a signal and all that kind of stuff. Um, so looking back, I mean, it, it, it's really more about empowering people to, to share their voice, the um, whether it's having your own show or just going on another podcast, because podcasts are always mm-hmm. looking for guests. And I I just loved, you know, in, in doing the shows for New Mommy Media, I just loved hearing the guests and hearing their stories and and giving them a a chance to to tell their story um you know and I know you've had some incredible stories on your show as well it's so it's so amazing that you know we've got the technology now just to be able to to put it up there and let people hear it because uh, I think we need more of that so yeah I do too everybody has a story absolutely every single person and if you can give people um you know the opportunity and the platform yeah. to tell it. And if they have the courage to speak their piece, you can really get yeah. some great stuff. Let's circle back to yeah, parenting sure. a little bit. What's the biggest challenge you're facing as a parent mm. these days? Man, I feel like it changes so much. Um, the biggest challenge I have is, you know, because of the nature of what I do, I'm on the computer a lot. <laughs> And mm-hmm. my kids mm-hmm. see that. And I and I work out mm-hmm. of the house. I don't get, you know, I don't go to another job where, you know, they go into daycare or whatever. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mommy and entrepreneur at the same time all the time. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. my biggest challenge recently has been creating a healthy um, situation where the kids aren't doing too much computer or electronic stuff. Um, it's hard for me mm-hmm. to, cause I feel like I'm not practicing what I preach. Although I try to say that, well, this is mommy's work. And they were like, well, this is my work, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, well, that yeah. didn't really work yeah. out the way I wanted. Um, so it's a healthy balance. And then, um, my oldest, so my seven year old is actually really, really into coding, 
which is kind of crazy. Like, uh-huh. he's seven. But he actually, he's in a special program at school for coding. And he loves to, like, we're starting to get him to the very basics, but to create video games. And so I'm like, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Am I, is that bad? I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, I guess I'd rather him create video games than just play video games. <laughs> but, you know, you hear all mm-hmm. these, um, and we've done episodes on this for the, the podcast, about, you know, technology and how much technology should you know your kids have and have access to and how much time you know we do limit their their time for just kind of goofing off on the computer we have one of those apps they get an hour a day and that's Mm -hmm. only if they've done xyz for the you know their their homework and their beds are made and all that you know stuff's cleaned up um so we do have some rules but it's a struggle for me it really is and then especially if i'm um, you know, we, we live, uh, we don't have any family that lives right near us since my husband and I are both originally from Ohio. Most of our family is back there. So I will be the first to admit that sometimes technology becomes the babysitter in my house. If, you mm-hmm. know, if I have to do an interview or I've got to, you know, call somebody on the phone or whatever. And, uh, so there's a little bit of a guilt trip there for me, you know, kind of going back and forth with that. So I'm yeah. trying to find a good balance. So as a parent, that's the big parenting thing that I think I'm struggling with with right now yeah what do you need more support with um patience (laughs) Mm. I I just and I don't even know how someone really supports you in patience I I just that's another area that I really struggle with um Mm -hmm. I think everybody does on on some level but I especially if you have four kids under the age of seven yeah and it's like you know you have and when you work out of the house it's like you have appointments you have stuff that you have to get done and I find myself I've got like this little checklist on my computer and I liked I'm a big list person I love to cross stuff off my list it's like this little you know pat on the back sense of accomplishment (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah. so, like, you know, if I have something that's scheduled that I have to do, like a phone call or something that's business related that is tied to, you know, income from my family or whatever, it, it's frustrating. And, uh, you know, and I will lose my patience more easily with, uh, you know, especially so my, my twins are with me during the day, my almost four year olds. They're with me during the day. Um, my kindergartner is half day kindergarten. So he's with me part of the day. And then and then my my oldest is in second grade. So um, he's, you know, full, full school day. Um, Please tell me your four year olds still nap a little. No, they cut ah. that out recently. Oh, I brutal. know. Brutal. I, and I'm not saying they don't need it. <laughs> Uh, they just refuse kind of thing. And there's mm-hmm. two of them and one of me. And it doesn't, you know, the math doesn't really work out there. No. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Well, now yeah. I mean, we've been at this a little while and I get to ask you the last two hard questions. Okay. How would you fill in the blank? Nobody ever told me that. <sighs> now, does this have to be related to parenting? Anything. Anything. Um, no one ever told me, oh gosh, okay, I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my mind, and this is going to make everybody go, well, she should really elaborate on that. No one ever told me that marriage was going to be so challenging. Um, Uh I love my husband. My husband and I have been married almost 13 years. In fact, in Uh five days, five days? Uh, yeah, five days <laughs> it would be 13 years. But I'm, I'm going to say this is lucky 13 because it took us 13 years to actually get to a place where we are truly, truly happy, happy, happy people. And I did not think it was going to take that long. I really didn't. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of highs, you know, with our kids and everything like that, but a lot of lows. And I think being far away from our family um, mm-hmm. was been really difficult. Not having a lot of childcare, a lot of help. We had to do everything. You know how tensions flare when yeah. all of that happens. But yeah, marriage. It took me 13 years to get it right, and I had no idea. I, I, you know, I just thought, you know, you go on your honeymoon and. Everything's kind of bliss after they have a good honeymoon. We had a fantastic wedding, I guess, and uh, then yeah. everything's supposed to be perfect, right? And uh, the rest of your life, the rest yeah. of your life, and and, and yeah. when you have kids, it's supposed to become, you know, have a baby, you know, to help your relationship. Yeah, that doesn't work. Um, yeah, <laughs> not that we did that, People, but that's that's the illusion, yeah. right? Babies are going to make everything better, um, but we're 
I have I, I have no I, I have nothing to complain about. I have the most fabulous family ever um, with my kids. And but it took me 13 years to really find true happiness. So no one ever told me that. Hmm. That's a good that's a really good answer. Yeah. Because I think that I, that. Oh, that'd be that's a whole nother episode. It is. I know. That's why yeah. I was like, oh, do I yeah. go down yeah. this road? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I am um I've been married for almost three times the amount of time you've been married. Okay. And it changes. Yeah. And there's so much more to it. Yeah. So here we are, thirty six years into it, which wow. just is a staggering number to me I cannot fathom (laughs) how that much time has gone by and yet we look back over it and we go yep that was about right we did all that (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah Yeah. it's an interesting ride okay then my last question for you is another one of those that you answer this any way you want okay where are you in your life in terms of motherhood oh I feel like I'm broaching this period that is going to be the sweet spot. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe parents out there that are have already been through this are like, yeah, she thinks that's a sweet spot. It's not the sweet spot. I, I feel like once all of my kids are in school, it's going to be, it's a, it's a bittersweet moment, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't get to see them as much and you do miss out on some of the cool stuff that happens in their life. But I feel like, once my girls are in kindergarten, I feel like um, I'm just going to have a lot more. Well, first of all, you have a lot more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. just the way life is. Yeah. Um, but I'm and I'm trying to prepare for it now by taking like better care of myself and 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 doing some of the things like I said earlier, you know, not making it so much about, oh, I'm a wife. Oh, I'm a mom. But like, no, I'm, I'm really sunny first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and this is who I am as a person. And, and I feel like a lot of that's kind of been lost. Um, so I feel like within the next couple years um, that I'm going to hit the sweet spot that is going to allow me and my husband to spend more time together, that's going to give me this a, a little bit of freedom back that mm-hmm. I didn't have. So for me, it's a very exciting time for motherhood for me because I know we're not going to have more kids Um, and so I I can see more so than ever before where my life is going Mm -hmm. um, with my family um, just because things have been answered now and so I, I, it's really exciting. Of of any stage I've been in in my life, I think this is the most exciting stage in my life so far. And it's not just about kids going to school. There's a lot of really cool things happening in our life right now, business wise. And we're actually <clears throat> planning to move back. You know, I talked earlier about oh, we live in San Diego because it's so beautiful. We're actually planning to move back to Ohio. Wow. Uh, in a couple, yeah, in a couple years, uh, because of family, our, our whole family is back there. Our parents are aging, and quite frankly like we're literally from the same hometown we went to the same high school and there's just that spark like when we're back there we're, it, we people have like a little homecoming for us practically because yeah. <clears throat> you know we're the ones that left and it's a fairly small town and so um we're planning to go back there and uh I, I kind of feel like there's a ton of stuff that's changing right now and I like change for the most part I'm not a creature mm-hmm. of habit I really do like learning and growing and I feel like we're on the cusp of a lot of that happening. So, um, yeah. So I, I it's an exciting time. Spot. Yep. I think you're in the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sunny, this has been fun. Yeah. It's been fun to talk to you. I know. Thank you so much for inviting me. Happy to. Let's talk again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Bye. Bye. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Our guest today was Sunny Galt, and you can learn more about her at the pod network at parentsondemand.com. <clears throat> you can learn more about me, Jean Faulkner, at jeanfaulkner.com. You can e- email me, jean at Jean Faulkner. You can tweet me at Jean Faulkner. You can go pick up a copy of my book because I swear to God, most of your questions are going to be answered in there. And you can, you know, reach out, email me your questions, and I'll try to answer them here on the air if possible. 
Thanks so much for listening this week. Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting is produced by Alex Ward at Sounds Like Pictures Studios. Talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.